listening to the Three Points in a Pie podcast with Colby Stevens and Alfie Lauder. Welcome back, guys. It's the Three Points in a Pie podcast. It is the official, official season two and the start of the 2022-2023 season. I am your host, as always, Colby, with my British counterpart, Alfie. We're going to go right into it. Uh, being that it was the first weekend of matches, let's uh, let's start with let's just go like bad good. Well, let's go ugly <laughs> bad good. United, United. This is Brighton. This is Brighton. They just they just lost Mark Kukurea. He was an important part of that back line for them. Not a lot in the ways of transfers for them uh, this past uh, transfer. Well, we're not really over it yet. Still got like 20, what, six days. Not a very good team on paper compared to a United team on paper. Yeah, that... but you, you you think, they? I mean, they lost Cucurella. They lost Basuma as well to Tottenham. Yeah, that, that's true. That Brighton side, there was like no new players. And we kind of like, it, it we've gone like what five weeks without recording in between yeah, leagues. About that. so you about can kind of pick up like man united from last season literally and then you can pick up brighton where they you know they hammered them four nil at the amex yeah it's like we've did all through preseason and all like the um arrival of ten hog and the ten hog rebuild and all the, the feel good factor um bang like groundhog day We've just gone back five weeks. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> like, right back to the end of the season. You know, you know, Solskjaer and Ragnik are both sitting there laughing their fucking asses off. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they're like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I swear. All of them, they've all got like their little WhatsApp chat going on. Right. <laughs> so to go on about our TikTok, we put a post up about the uh, after the match, quote unquote, uh, pretty funny shit. The comments are blowing the fuck up about the Glazers. Yeah, that is such a contentious subject. <laughs> with uh, it really does divide Man United fans. And the it trouble does. is, like, I, I can see what some of them are saying. Where, like, well, if you're not a Man United fan, you don't understand. Blah blah blah. But at the same time, like, you can see both sides. It's it's whether the Glaziers, uh, whether they took the money out or put it in. It's, it's, it don't matter. No. The fact is, is they have invested into that team, whether it's Man United's money, whether it's their money. So like that don't really hold weight as an argument. No. So they have backed every manager. They spent copious amounts of fucking money on it all. Uh-huh. And did they're still, I mean, if I was, a, if I was one of the Glazers, I'd be kind of pissed off because you're, you're sitting there and it's all come back to them again. Glazers out, glazers out. And it's right. like, well, what more do you want us to do? Like, what is a new regime going to do apart from do what they're doing? They brought in right. different manager after manager. They did stick by them. They've not just like hired and fired. They brought in tons of new players. Um, massive. I mean, it brought it back in players. Yeah. Um, they've tried. <laughs> they've tried players that had potential. They've tried established stars but it's like it's almost like it's 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 similar to Everton where 
it's just on a much higher level where it's a scattergun approach. Yeah. And then I, I see, um, just before we started recording, I see Gary Neville commenting on the fact of um, Man United actually got turned down by um, Arnatich, ex-West Ham. Mm-hmm. They, I think they bid like 12 million for him. He's like, he's 32 odd now. And he, uh-huh. he rejected them. And Gary Neville has actually like kind of gone on quote as <laughs> saying like, when Man United's calling you, the first thing you do is refuse the call. It's still got that toxic air. And this is why they've, yep. I don't think it's got, it's got nothing to do with the Glazers. This is why they've struggled to recruit good players. So where does the toxic air quote unquote come from? Like, who do you think, is it, is it some, is it a player in the locker room? Is it the overall staff? Is it, is it the, is it the higher ups? Is it the board members? Like, what do you think is the actual root of evil there? I think it's, 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 it's definitely a a bit of a combination. I mean, even the managers that they've had since Ferguson uh, went, they've all been quality managers. It's almost like, Go back five or six years, maybe a little bit longer. There was a United United team now. They may have been mm. crap, but they were united in what they were doing. And then as like the, the kind of months went on, the seasons were on, you got more and more where like they just started playing for themselves because they don't want to, they don't want a long-term future at United. They want to head off to Juve, they want to go to Real. And unfortunately, they're just not, they've not got the quality there that could do that. I mean, we've seen. Uh, I mean, that's that's subjective. Like, I really think that there is a lot of great talent that's on that field. I think there is, there are too many alphas that have the me 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 complex that are causing a toxicity in there. Specifically, they're nine. I don't even like saying his name anymore. It just makes me want to gag. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you. I meant more like um, that 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 players that you're not going to get a, a, a Diego Dalo going to Real Madrid, but in his head they're thinking True. of that next move. Um, yeah, and I mean, they, they, I've always said that like you can tell the quality of a team by who their players are actually linked with. Um, yeah, and for like the last two or three seasons, maybe a little bit longer, it's not like. Barcelona, Real Madrid anymore being linked with them. It's it's Roma, it's Napoli, Seville. Right. So their marketable goods are no longer marketable. I mean, we see that with, as you said, with, with Ronaldo. I mean, he, he couldn't even beg a new club at the moment. No. Literally, there's nobody that wants him. No. And it's, it's nobody that, wants him. It's, they Chelsea won. doesn't want him. <laughs> no. Chelsea doesn't want them, even though there's uh, been like rumor mill out the ass about that one. I, I, there's nobody in the Premier League that wants them anymore. I mean, didn't he get rejected by um, uh, Atletico Madrid? Yeah. That, that's, yeah, I, I mean, damn. Yeah. Did you say Napoli too? Um, I think they were in the running a little bit. I know Sporting, I think even Sporting come out sporting, and said that they yeah. weren't interested. Um, I Do think you- the... I mean, I I don't know what goes on on that, but just going off of the papers and everything, I think the only club that's like strongly said that they would take him is uh, Corinthians out in Brazil. 
<laughs> I think I think he needs to give a a, a call to his homeboy down mm. in Miami, uh, Mr. Beckham, and say, "Hey, buddy, you got a you got a spot on the team for me." Yeah, I think MLS would be a good move for him. I really do. It honestly would, and it would literally blow the U.S. Yeah. up because, like, if we're being honest, the average American doesn't really know a player past Messi, Ronaldo. Probably don't know them. No. So, sorry to uh, sorry to bust anybody's balls. I'm not trying to generalize the entire American population, yeah. but. And I mean, well, you, you think of it, if, if Ronaldo went out there now, there's a good chance Messi could be out there in a, a season or so's time. True. Um, I mean, look, I, look, what Gareth, look what Gareth Bale's doing in L.A. Yeah. He's actually having the time of his fucking life right now, and he's playing in a decent marketed team. Yeah. I mean, Will Ferrell owns that fucking team, which I still <laughs> blows my mind. Yeah. I, uh, it'd be fun as hell in the locker room, wouldn't it? Oh, do you, he has to come in there in like some kind of like either disguise or yeah. like uh, um just in character of some way. You know which one I would love him to see go in is Ashley Schaefer from um uh Eastbound and Down. Do you ever see that? No. Okay, Eastbound and Down is like um a fictional story of this guy that actually used to be a pitcher in the MLB called John Rocker. Uh, but, they, right. but on the show, it's he's called Kenny Powers, and he's got this mullet and like just like completely stuck in like the first like two years of his career. <laughs> and like as the years go on, he just gets like worse and worse. Like he gets to the Yankees, and it's like he starts going downwards, and then he like eventually ends up on the Oakland Athletics or some shit like that, and just career goes to shit. But uh, yeah. What was I saying? Where, where was I going with that? <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell in the locker room. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's Will, Will Ferrell. So <laughs> here comes the full circle. <laughs> um, so Will Ferrell owns this BMW dealership in this show, and he goes there to like for this like promotional thing. Will he thinks that Will Ferrell is gonna like, or his character Ashley Schaefer is gonna like pay him big bucks for doing mm-hmm. just a single pitch. And he finally is like, I'll pay you $200. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) He plays like the nut tap game too with him. And he like gets super offended. (laughs) He ends up fucking busting this dude's eye out with his baseball. Oh, it's fucking good show. Anyways, back to fucking football. United is just real bad place real bad place that's all i can really say about that i swear to god you see ten hog age like 10 years in that 90 minutes literally dude he is like the street like obama joe biden effect going on yeah and it's just everybody aged (laughs) i mean they had their moments i mean you can say that about any team at any time they had their moments i will say in ronaldo's defense um he actually looked like he was actually attempting some humility during that game it looked like he was trying to reconnect with the fans a little bit. I think even he's realised what a douchebag he was coming off as. And it's kind of like, it's, I mean, it. football can be a savage world, you know what I mean? The wrong, ti- the wrong thing at the wrong time can completely and utterly change the, the world's perspective of you. I think his behaviour has finally kind of like brought him down a few pegs where everyone's, when he's realised no one actually will pay him the money that United are paying him. So it's a case of, okay, like, 
I'm here. Let's kind of like do the best thing. But, I think um, the sporting Lisbon diss, he was probably like, oh, shit. My old club won't even take me back. Budget. And they're like not a good club. <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's like being at work. You know, like when everything's going to hell and you're on your lunch break and you're trying to hit up your buddies for a job. Is, yeah. Is, is your place hiring. <laughs> Do they pay better? And is it like, is there better benefits? Because this place is ass. Could you get me an in? <laughs> no, dude. Sorry. We're all full. <laughs> I want to shout out a quote uh, that I saw. Hold on. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. From a Rose Modem Lane uh, on Facebook says, you're having just just anybody that's having one of these. Uh, if you're having a bad day, just check out Manchester United's results. It'll brighten up your day. <laughs> that was fucking epic right after that. I saw that and I was like, that's the most clutch thing ever. Oh, I hope someone graffitis that somewhere in Manchester. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not advocating street graffiti, but if anyone does it, I've got 50 quid for you. Oh, shit. He even threw out a number. No photo. Is that, didn't is that, is that bribery? Are you going to get in trouble over there for that? Probably a 50 quid fine. So you just paid out $100 for it. Okay. <laughs> I quit. And underneath it, put three points in a pie. It's got to be worth it. <laughs> there you go. Advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Okay, Liverpool, Liverpool, a, a very underwhelming match. Uh, they came out just dead. It was like it was like they blew their load in the preseason yeah. and they retired from the fucking marathon that they just went on. Yeah, and I, I, I think this is the. I mean, people read so much into preseason when it goes well, and then if it doesn't, it's. Oh no, it's just it's just preseason. But I think sometimes it can it can damage a team playing. And I hate to say this, um crap teams. You know, um, it is, man. Yeah, uh, when like the, the teams go on tour, and and this is nothing against like, you know, when teams are going out to Thailand and they've played like the, the Thai national team or whatever. But it it you've got your because a lot of the time they'll play that first half with their full starting 11 and then everyone comes off second half. But there's got to be that kind of mental side of it where if you're playing like three or four games against really crap opponents and then bang, Premier League season starts and all of a sudden it's like, it'll be like playing FIFA and like sitting there on easy and then cranking it up to like, you know, world-class <laughs> and then you're, yeah. just like, you're edge of your seat, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> edge of your seat or your controllers <laughs> <for> the <TV. laughs> who fucked with the controls who fucked with the controls <laughs> always always the fucking <laughs> always the excuse <laughs> uh, but yeah I don't know I mean as you said they, I mean they had a they had a cracking preseason apart from like obviously the Man United game but that was a really flat performance by Liverpool. And I mean, they were yeah. they were lucky to get away with it, in my opinion. Yeah. Coming away with it, uh, sharing the, the points. Yeah, and I mean, they came away with points, but that, that two points is going to hurt them later. Yeah, well. Well, going, going into the winter break, it's going to hurt them. 
Yeah, and I mean, we we talk about the margins in the Premier League and how tight it is. Um, yeah. If if it if and I'm not saying it's going to be a two horse race, but if it's Man City and Liverpool again, and it's two points difference, you, you're going to be able to point that to this game. You know what I mean? You, you've Literally, got to be from day one. You've got to be there at the races. And I will say as well, it's amazing how the same the same result can be given four or five different headlines. I mean, then I'm gonna I'm gonna call it like it is. Liverpool is the darling of the British media. Yep. Um, if that had been Arsenal coming away to all from Fulham, or if it had been City or Chelsea, completely different headlines. You know, oh, yeah. Arsenal escaped with a draw, Man City humbled at Craven Cottage. Whereas Liverpool, it's like oh, Liverpool get themselves back to tool and it's like nah you, you, it's amazing that you can kind of spin that fucking headline you know yeah narratives are funny in the media anymore oh no ho- the, and let's and let, let's let's get on the fact that this was against newly promoted fulham yeah they have improved their squad if i'm being very honest yeah there's a specific signing on there that i have been like gushing over because I've wanted to him. I wanted to see this guy come to the premier league or go to a better league than the Bundesliga um, is Kevin and Babu. He didn't get many minutes in this game. I don't even think he got in at all. If I'm being honest. Um, but that's somebody that I want to look, look out for because he is a fierce right wing back. Yeah. Fierce. He's fast. He'll come out of you out of nowhere. And he's, he's not very tall. He's not, I mean, most of the wing backs that we have in the premier league are, Fairly big. I mean, if they're not wide like Lou Shaw or fucking mm-hmm. Bowen, whenever he goes back there, um, they're pretty damn tall. He's short, not stocky, kind of skinny, but like he's kind of built. Like that low center not gravity. a dude, not a dude I want to get in a back alley fight with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with his 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 like uh dreadlocks, like they're kind of just like they come right down his head. It's almost like like exhibit back in the day, <laughs> but really thick ones. And you're just like, no, no, he's carrying something. Not to, not to, not to be any type of way there, but like, seriously, just not a dude I would fuck with. Like, I want him on my squad. Yeah. Like, I want that to be my boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they've definitely improved. And it's, it's, it's nice to see Fulham back in the Premier League. Um, yeah. It's just whether they'll pass Norwich. Again on the way up, I really hope to see him stay. Norwich isn't looking too good right now in the championship. Yeah, so, it did. yeah. Their preseason didn't look too good. I'll say that their 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 kits this year, I'd have bought one if I was a Norwich supporter. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> they're and the fact that they're like sponsored by Lotus is like a whole other level of. Yeah. I would totally buy that just because. Uh, the, uh, that with the Man United fans, the, the Glazers out, you know, the, the yellow and green, because they've gone mm-hmm. back to like the retro year. Yeah. Um, it's it's well, even like they're kind of like abandoning the red and going with the Norwich colours. Really? No, like just the, the the that yellow and green, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I really thought you were going a whole other route there. <laughs> uh, so we banged on uh, Liverpool's drum, I think, long enough. Uh, um, just the pitch is dry. 
Can we just? Oh my that? god! <laughs> oh my god! All right, no, we're not. Uh, this is not. This segment is not over. The um, pitch was dry. The, what kind of fucking excuse is that? <laughs> I mean, as opposed to what? Let's yeah. be real. Like, I understand that they water a pitch before they go on. Mm-hmm. I get it. But like, have you never played in dry, dry grass before? Like, <laughs> you're fucking. You're you have eleven professionals mm-hmm. on the field, and you're gonna make that excuse for them? Are you fucking? What is wrong with you? That's that's just, that. Let, all right, let's let's rank that to the worst flopper in the whole entire Premier League. Yeah, who's the worst flopper? Oh God. I really, I might, I might catch some flack for this. I'm going to pin my own people. <laughs> Jack Grealish. Yeah, he's definitely got to be ranked right out there, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his dramatics are hilarious. I mean, I mean, that's that's got to be on his like his resume, CV, and it. <laughs> Professional flop. <laughs> With um, when. Klopp made that comment. I was really, really hoping that whoever's the grounds groundskeeper there at Fulham was going to come out with like a really clever worded tweet or reply. Oh, that would have been but it didn't happen. Awesome. I'd love to have seen a Twitter war between like the grounds crew and a whole football club. But yeah. Speaking of grounds crews, I think this is something that we kind of, we posted in the time that we were off. Or maybe we just talked about it. Back in the day when uh, Lester, their groundskeeper, uh, yeah, used to do their groundskeeper. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Why yeah. won't they bring that shit back? I would love to see that. They need yeah. to bring that back. Like, I would literally, I don't know how it would be done, but, like, I would love to have City's crest right in the yeah. center circle. Yeah. Yeah, although they, if they did that, um, they'd have to like bring in rules because I'm sure Man United would try putting like a sponsor logo there. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not this wrong. This ground brought to you by. <laughs> but yeah. No, that Lester, I can't remember his name, but we, we put a tweet out and he replied to it. And he, done a, he, does, he was doing a fantastic job up there. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was like, it was, it was art. It's like an art form. It really, it really was. Yeah. I mean, it was the lines that he put in there. I mean, if there's any guy that's listening in here, I mean, I'm sure we all have taken pride in our mowing lines at one yeah. point or another. <laughs> I mean, this guy, this guy just next fucking level. Like, yeah. You can't gotcha. touch him. <laughs> so let's talk about your squad, Chelsea, against Everton. Yeah, that, that, We've definitely, I mean, we picked up where we left off last season, unfortunately. This is the first season that I've gone into in quite a few where, like, I'm genuinely concerned about top four this season. Mm. With the recruitment that he's done, um, I mean, we heard today that uh, Timo looks like he's off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure uh, Zaya should be off. And um, yeah. And it looks like Cho is off to um, Leicester, possibly, or Southampton. 
So he's definitely trimming up like that. The inconsistency there. I feel that he's, we've got to settle on that that front three, however he wants to do it, front four. We've got to settle on that really quick. I yeah. would love to see us just play 90 minutes with Sterling, Brozier and Mount. It don't really matter so much on that right, but just just to see that a, a, a centre forward that's going to press yeah, because I don't think we've got the we've got we've not got the skill or whatever you want to call it to play that false nine that we were kind of getting away with. We're very much a team that does love our kind of like a centre forward. Yeah, I think if he he has to stand behind that brazier and see actually where he's at, uh, or bring in someone because it looks like he's trimming down the wingers to actually kind of compensate for that, or right. even. Even a four-four-two, and play Havats and Brozier up front. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just something's got to be settled on quick because our season will unravel really fucking quick. And I don't think Arsenal are gonna have the season that like they did last. Tottenham, yeah. if we get left behind too far too quick, we're we're done for. And for us to miss out on Champions League, I mean, nothing against Arsenal fans, but you. You've not exactly been a Champions League team for the last quite few. Yeah. So you getting back into Champions League, it's like, yeah, we've re-established ourselves. For us to dip out in Champions League, it's going to fucking hurt us, especially with the new ownership and everything. Right. Well, Todd Bowley's doing, I feel like he's doing a pretty good job so far. At least he's he's trying to take the bull by the horns, so yeah. to speak. A couple of too early, or really early, not to say too early, but a couple of early rankings uh, on the seasons have actually knocked Chelsea out of the top four. Arsenal and Tottenham are, are, are pressing on you a little bit with yeah. their signings with especially Arsenal's play. Yeah. They haven't been in champions league for quite a bit of time, but I feel like not to toot their horn too hard. I feel like with Mer- or excuse me, uh, Arteta, having his time spent under Pep and then now bringing in two really important pieces of Man City's team in the last couple of years, uh, Alexander Zinchenko and Gabby Jesus. I mean, Gabby Jesus came right in. It was like he had been there or should have been there the whole time. I mean, he's been craving, he's been craving a nine role for a long time uh, and being the number one. And now I think he really has the time to shine, but because of the relationship he has with Mikel Arteta, it's, yeah, I think I feel like it's being elevated a little bit. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be those three teams fighting for those last two positions uh, and the top four for Champions League. That's just yeah. my, that's my take on it. Well, that 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 front three, four, however, however he plays it, but basically Odegaard, Jesus, and then Saka and Martinelli. Mm-hmm. That looked a really good fucking little unit and it, did. it that's going to be a strong strong uh, attacking unit and they've kind of shored up the back they've 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 had a really good window mm-hmm. um, and this is what made me nervous because if if they hadn't brought in the players that they did it's like I still mm-hmm. feel that that would be Arteta you know trying to put squares in circles but um but the window that they've had uh, they look. They did look really good when they they played, and the same with Tottenham. Um, with Tottenham, there's still that in my head whether 
they'll spursy it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've had it so often where like they had like the first month they're rocking and then we get to winter right. and then they're, they're mid-table. And much the same way of Chelsea, Tottenham does have a way of imploding. And Conte, with everything going his way, is a wonderful manager. We see that at Chelsea. But there's yeah. always that side to him where the minute it goes wrong and he's not getting his own way, like, bang, fuck you all, I'm off. Um, yeah. So, as it stands, as we sit here today talking about Tottenham, absolutely, they, look, they looked horrifically good their first game. And, like, the people that they bought in and Conti there, yeah, like, they're, they're a, a strong shout for top four. Um, I think Richarlison's going to be a bust. I do. I think he's going to be a bust. <clears throat> I've never rated him as a striker. I, I, no. I felt if he if he if he comes Chelsea, wing back, he he's a defensive. He's so defensive minded. He's so so scrappy. Like he will fight and chase everything, and I think he gets wrapped up so much in that, he yeah. kind of forgets to score. You know. Um, right. And, <laughs> I've uh, lost my marbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 60 million. The only thing I would say is that he will really add still and fight to that kind of because Kane is not quite got it in him. No, you know? he, his spirit gets broken real quick. Yeah, Son, his head does go down if he's tackled too hard too often. Whereas I think with Richardson there, he's gonna kind of motivate him more and he's gonna like put that fight into him. I think he right. will be like Conti's mouthpiece, you know what I mean, on the pitch. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, you were talking about transfers. I mean, first, I will say this. Saw a couple of reports uh, where Tommy Tuchel is said that they are not done nah. in the transfer window. They are not done. There's there's a signing coming. Something's being done in the undergrounds. I don't know. I, I think I think there, there's a high chance it could be somebody really good, but who? Yeah. I mean, I'd love. And what position are we filling? I'd love to see Fofana come in, and then like get rid of like Timo gone, uh, yeah. Zayic gone. Zayic is a wonderful, beautiful player to watch, but he's not a Premier League player. He's a continental player. He will thrive in Italy. Yeah, you know, he'll thrive in Spain, but the the EPL is not for him. Cho as well did wonderful at times. And I really regret now we didn't take that 50-odd million buy-in offered like a couple of three seasons ago for him. Because mm-hmm. the inconsistency from him is, is you, if you want top four, you can carry a couple of players in your team. You can't carry three, four players that show up one in every four. So if we can kind of get rid of some of the deadwood and bring in someone that's, that's, that's going to really elevate us, um, I'd feel a lot better about the season at least. What he bought in, Sterling, uh, Kulibaly, I think they were amazing uh, buyers. And and I'm really sorry. I love you, but I always get your name wrong. Chakawika. That one's going to be one that we're going to have to work on. <laughs> yeah, I always, because I always read it, but I very rarely ever say it. But is the, the young lad we bought from Villa, 20 million, he looks out and out. He's going to be an absolute diamond for us I'd love watching him play at, at Villa but this comes back again it looks like 
Bowley's putting money into the, you know, a couple of seasons down the road. But we got to make sure that Gallagher, you know, he had a cracking mm-hmm. season. He's had a, two or three cracking seasons. If it means getting rid of Jorginho or someone now, I would rather drop out of Champions League this season than struggle for next three or four. Like, right. give me next season and bang, you've got like a core group again. Right. Because it we've, we've lost so many players. Well, we sold so many players. I don't quite know how much of it was a club decision or player decision. Like Lamptey, everyone else. These incredibly mm-hmm. talented players that they're off. You know what I mean? You said something earlier about the false nine. Being that you have Raheem Sterling now, and he's run that false nine at City, don't you think that that would be a good interchangeable formation for Chelsea, given the need, or excuse me, the lack of forwards that you have that are able to score? Because, I mean, let's be real. I mean, Raheem can score if he's given an opportunity. He's not really shown that. He didn't really show that last season at City, but like he has in the years past. I think he just needed a change of pace. Yeah. What What's your thoughts on them doing that? Um, absolutely. Um, it 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 he can definitely play a couple of different positions there. I've always preferred Sterling just out on that left wing. I right. think with his pace, and if nothing else, you're going to get a foul out of it. He's going to flop. Oh, yeah. And with his pace and everything, it him coming off in off the wing is a lot more deadly than than just kind of like that false nine. I, for me, I think um, the EPL, the English centre backs or the players that are playing in the English EPL, have gotten so comfortable playing against one up front, whether it be a centre forward, whether it be a false nine. A lot of teams play three at the back, and they've got that one to deal with. I would love to see teams get back to a to a two up top. Pep, uh, we all talk about like the evolution in the EPL. Uh, you go back, oh god, ten odd years, twelve years, may Christ, it's longer than that. But basically, Mourinho he kind of pioneered that that four two three one, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and then Pep come in and Klopp come in, and slowly over the last ten years. We've seen that out-and-out centre-forward role really rapidly decline. If you look even around Europe, you kind of like, it's hard to pick out. you got like, you still got Lewandowski still kind of strolling around. Mm-hmm. you got the emergence of Haaland now. Um, and it's only been like these last season or two where I think teams are, they're going to drift back to that centre-forward as opposed to that false nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the next step above that is going back to two up two up top because basically the teams they they've they've they assume such a low block now to counteract that false nine right and Klopp and like um they're definitely like the the kind of like the Mavericks because they they keep their teams winning did mm-hmm. they, they pioneer a, a new kind of tactic teams slowly catch on and then it's like it's moved forward again in every five or ten years especially if uh, Nunes actually does kind of do the business at Liverpool and I mean out of Haaland or Nunes that I'm going to put money on Haaland I think he's going to tear up the season this year so I think they will bring this that out and out centre forward back into 
uh, fashion. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I don't quite know how much of that point was back on false nines, but uh, I mean, I, I, I got where you were going with it, but you kind of helped segue this whole thing. <laughs> Just leave me talking long enough. Right? <laughs> so, no, but but really, you, you segue pretty well into this. Um, we'll go right into the city where you were talking about Holland. I, I, I don't, I, I, there's still, there's still this like boyhood tingle in my belly from what just happened because like, I have been praying for this signing since last year and it's happened. And he, on his debut gets a brace. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. And, 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 and going on what you just said, like there has been so many people that have been like, Oh, he's not doing this. People are already giving him the golden boot. I think that's a little premature. Yeah. Um, but also on the same token, like if we're going to put the Holland compare or Darren Nunez comparison, the body of work between them when Darwin Nunez was at Benfica and Holland was at Dortmund and even like all the teams before that um, was it was a Salzburg and there's one more doesn't matter. Absolutely doesn't matter. His stats alone. I think he missed. So hold on. He, he missed what, like four or five games last year with Dortmund. He still ended up with like was it was it like twenty or no? It was thirty two goals, multiple games with hat tricks. I mean, he came off yeah. injury, came off injury, was in the starting eleven and just banged one in the first couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think it was. I think it was against like Leverkusen, and then that game scored a hat trick. Like it's people underestimate him. And I think it's just because that the media has blown him up so much and the story behind him and why he, or how good he was at Dortmund and now that he's here with the, you know, oil club, um, as they call it. I think he just showed every critic that he's here. He's been waiting to be here. And now that he is, he's going to do his damn job and he's going to do it well. Yeah. If we're going to talk about the weekend and we're going to compare Holland and Darwin Nunez, Holland wins. Yeah, and I, I mean, Holland wins. It was interesting to see him up against West Ham because West Ham, like the centre backs, they are physical. They're they're big lads. They're huge. So it was interesting to to actually see him going up against. You know, and I mean, I didn't see him come off second at all. No. Yeah, he, he's he's going to be a beast. He is. I I, I like. I'm so happy about it right now that like I'm, I'm like I'm like short breath on it. Like I, there's so much I want to say, but it all can't come out right now. On an overall performance for City, though, it, we were you were just talking about different formations and how there's an evolution over a course of like eight to ten years where certain tactics and formations come more into play. This is something that I took notice to actually in the Club America City match that was in Houston. Mm-hmm. Pep is not playing 4-3-3 anymore. No, he's not. He's not playing anymore. As a matter no. of fact, he today he kind of it was almost like he was playing a two, five, seven, three, two, one, yeah. or something like that today. And I, I I liked it, 
but I hated it at the same time because, and I see what he's doing. He's trying to make Jao Cancelo more of a center mid. Like I can, I can really see him actually fulfilling Bernardo Silva's role. If by chance, you know, Barca like takes more money out of their ass and buys them or <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> uh. But I can totally see him filling in that role or even in just a rotational or even if they're both in the game, I mean, they're both very wily. They both have that, like, that roaming characteristic about them. Like, they are, they're here, they're there, they're every fucking where. Mm-hmm. And so I see I see what Pep is doing. One thing that I'm not really sure of, though, we have Rodri, right? He's pretty good. He's pretty damn good. Why have we – where's Calvin Phillips fit into this? I honestly think they – I mean – Again, this is me just going for papers, not really knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. But I f- honestly think they brought in Calvin Phillips with the belief that uh, Bernardo was off. And I, whether it's this season, whether it's the winter or next season, I do I think he'll be off. Season. And Calvin Phillips, which in a way really does play into his hands, because in, in the same way that he let Grealish bed in, um, if Calvin Phillips can kind of like, bed in over this season and then mm-hmm. take up that mantle next season um it's going to keep the pressure off him um because it for me it takes a full season for pep to really kind of get into a player and He's i think point jack Grealish. yeah um i think this season will be the make or break of of Grealish. i, I personally think he's gonna have a cracking season but if yep. he doesn't i think this is where kind of like city may kind of cut ties with him if he hasn't bought into it by this the only negative that I would say about watching City today was um, I really feel that Alvarez is going to need work. Yeah. There was a, a point where, and I'd, I've lost my little pad where I wrote down everything. It was on a, a one-two and mm-hmm. he, he gave the ball and then the player was, the player gave it to Alvarez and he was waiting for it to come back. But Alvarez kind of spun, ran across the box and tried a shot. And the dude was sitting there wide open. Um, it's little moments like that that if I picked up on it, I know that Pep picked up on it. And oh, yeah. At City at this level, you're not going to get away with that. It kind of reminded me of watching Liverpool where, mm-hmm. you know, Salah wouldn't square it to an open guy. You know, Sané right. wouldn't square it. They, they take the shot, always take the shot. So I do think Alvarez is going to take a lot more bedding in. I mean, he looked good from what I see of him. And I mean, he's got a phenomenal record. But um, I feel that he will be your little weak link at the moment. For the moment, I, he's he has to remember that this isn't the Argentinian league. This is the Premier League. Defenders yeah. are, A, much bigger, much more skilled. He, to me, is going to be – he's – like – I can actually see him playing more on the wing uh, as he evolves with City's first team. But I kind of look at him in the same way that I've looked at Phil Foden. Phil, he's, I mean, you have to remember that Julian Alvarez is only fucking 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's young. He's got a lot of grooming to be done and he knows that he's coming to get groomed by the best. So it's, he's going to be not just a single year, he's going to be a multi year project, in my opinion. Um, and I'm cool with that because at least I know that he's getting properly groomed. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, people are going to want him 
to be an immediate contributor. And he has, I mean, he did uh, through the preseason, he did pretty well. He's, he roams around too much. Like him and Holland, they both kind of play almost the same way. There's, there's this roaming around thing that they do that I don't really care for because I don't really feel like their attention is on, on what's going on in the pitch behind them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, plus um, you, you guys play such a, and I mean, it, again, we talk about tactics that may change over time, but you guys always play such an orchestrated attack. It's, right. Uh, even like from the press, it's everyone in like this total synchronicity. Right. Um, the press, the attack, everyone kind of, and it, that's why I do love watching Man City play because I love watching, I'm very rarely watching the actual guy on the ball because I love the movement off of the ball. It's it's so precise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's It really is nice to watch. Yeah. Um, the only defence or the only takeaway that I would is is West Ham. Um, they look so sluggish. Um, hopefully that's just like first day back blues kind of thing. Yeah, um, I know that we just coated off Man United for the same thing, but a couple of months' time, I feel that that would be a, a different West Ham team. They weren't pressing at all. They look, they look tired. Mm-mm. It was actually is... funny. There's there was one point during the match where City was parking the bus a bit, and I I was like, why? For what? They're not, they're not pressing us. Yeah, they're not, they're not doing anything that we can't handle. Like, what's going on here? That's one thing that last season I remember West Ham doing in both matches. Right off, right off the jump, they were parking the bus on us because they knew they couldn't defend it against us. Yeah, I don't know if new tactics were trying to be instilled because of the way that we were playing and then us not coming in in a false nine. But yeah, you're 100 right. Tired of shit. Yeah, they look they look slow. I mean, even like they they weren't they weren't really. They were just content. I mean, there was a time I think you guys had the ball for about like four or five minutes straight, just kind of watching it get dinked around. And that for a, a Moyes, for a David Moyes team, that's that's kind of strange because every team he's always had, they've always been physical. Not, I'm not going to say dirty, but but physical. They, they they do go in for a challenge. They will kind of run at you. And yeah. I mean, and the 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 best players in the world, if you're continually running at them, eventually. <laughs> they may score but at the same mm-hmm. time if you're putting enough pressure on enough people you know you can kind of force that turnover but they I think that there was at one point like they'd only actually had like 10 passes That's West Ham within a, yeah. a certain time frame it was kind of ridiculous stats I mean but that's just City's game now is possession possession Roger. possession yeah. possession yeah yeah it's going to be a very interesting season well, one of the things, too, um, that the pundits were talking about during the halftime show, whatever the fuck you want to call it here. <laughs> I totally just sounded like a fucking American. The halftime show. No, but they were talking about how hot it was there in London today and how a lot of the tactics are going that were going into today's match were, you know, slower pace because of the heat. I was actually, there was one part, one point in the match, I want to say it was right before the half, you could see everybody on that stand that was getting a light put on them. Like, <laughs> can't see. They've got their like. I, I'm pretty sure like there was like there was a couple of guys. They actually made like fucking sailboat hats out of these piece, the pieces of paper they hold up before the match. Right. Oh my god, dude. But yeah, like I felt really bad for him because yeah. like it was 
it's really hot. And I know, like, I know you guys don't even have air conditioning over there. So it's like, no, well, it blows my mind. That whole thing. We we're not a nation of extremes. So like the minute that we get a bit of a hot spell, it's like, like the country grinds to a halt, like a slight dusting, if slight dusting of snow, everything's closed. You know what I mean? Um, A few weeks back, we had a heat wave and there was talk about like them closing schools. And I was sitting there and I laugh at my ass off. It's like if my boys had kind of come home and said, oh, yeah, no, they're, they're closing school because it's like it's 105. It's like, well, it's summer. <laughs> the only schools that get a pass on that are the ones that are like 50 plus years old. Yeah. Like a lot of these schools, especially like around where I live or, oh, you, but know, the, you know, the, when... the trailer classrooms, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, those, those runs, those run off of, um, what do they call them down in Florida? Uh, the swamp boxes, which oh, are air right. conditioners that are up on your fucking, your, your roof. I gotcha. Or either they, I think they even run off of, you know, the, uh, the air conditioning units that go on to like RVs. Right. But they're not good. Yeah. Like, I, there was a couple of times I got, like, in-school suspension for creating um, devices. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, had, I had to be there the whole fucking day in a cubicle. And it had to, like, they, they, they sat there and told me, the temperature set at 68. Well, <laughs> it feels like it's 80 fucking five. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> well, you can hear it running. It's buzzing. Can't you hear it? Yeah. Still hot as shit. <laughs> hmm. So, um, just real quick, we're gonna we're gonna move away from the Soul City Soul City chat. Uh, Bournemouth newly promoted Bournemouth. With a stunner over Aston Villa. Wait, wait, hold on. Before I actually like coin that, do we really want to say it was a stunner over Villa? Because aside from the Coutinho signing, what what is an Aston Villa right now? Yeah. Well, you had that kind of bubble when Gerard first took over. Yeah. Um, those first couple of three months, but like he's, I think he's only won like two in his last ten. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they're already talking about him being like the first casualty. But I know that, and I do apologize, I can't remember your first name, but his assistant, Bill, uh-huh. he's, he, he quit. He's gone and managed, um, I believe, uh, he's took over at QPR. And there was like, okay. over like the last few weeks, there's kind of like been a lot of whispers about he was kind of like the actual tactician behind. The, the brains the, behind yeah. it all. Um, and with him gone, kind of Gerard's going to be a lot more exposed. Because the thing about it is when Villa were looking good, they really did look good at times last season. But they've picked up where they left off last season. And I mean, I know that it's opening days and everything else and blah, blah, blah. But you've got to be looking at three points. If you're Villa and you're going mm-hmm. up against more, you've got to be looking at three points. Yeah. These... you. You gotta take your winnable matches. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, it's really tough to say that though, because like, like, yes, they're terrible. Probably out of the three that have been recently promoted, Nottingham Forest. Oof. 
they didn't look so good. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, as you kind of picked up of, of the the three, my money's on Bournemouth actually staying up with with Scott Parker. There. I mean, I love Scott Parker as a player. I loved him for Chelsea. I loved him for Charlton. I loved him for Tottenham. I loved him for West Ham. And I think uh-huh. he is a very talented manager. But um, Nottingham Forest, I don't know why they went out and bought like a job lot of players. They bought uh-huh. like 12 or 13 fucking players. And it's like, but the thing is, is when Nottingham Forest uh, were in the FA Cup last season, they mm. looked good. They did. Um, I don't know why they've kind of gone out and like just, I know that they had a couple of people in on loan and blah, 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 but they Fulham done this a couple of seasons ago. They spent like 110 or 120 million. They bought in <clears throat> 10 or 12 players and it took them four months to gel. Mm-hmm. You're already at the bottom with record low points. Um, you've kind of fucked your season. It's like not enough for us. They had a good sod. They didn't need, in my opinion, Lingard. Who's, no. Who's, in my opinion, he's really damaged his reputation going there. Right. Not because he's and not he, for us. He was an anomaly walking in. Yeah, it's kind of like become like the Lingard show. Yeah. Um, You can kind of see him now demanding like his own entrance music. You know what I mean? Um, um, (laughs) We've only signed a year contract. You know, in next year, he's just looking at another payday to go somewhere else. But I totally just pictured him walking out with Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a DX shirt, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I always picture him with sunglasses and the dollar sign on the, you know, like the big gold dollar sign oh, in the end. He, he could be like uh, part of Ted DiBiase's <laughs> crew. <laughs> That's some yeah. old school shit. But yeah, no, I, I get a feeling of the three and Nottingham Forest are going to be in the most damage. That this, you can't bring in that many players all at one no. time. No. You just can't. No. I mean, you've basically just, you just revamped your whole squad. Yeah. You, you don't have anything set in stone. There's no rhythm coming in from the last season. I mean, let's. Yeah. It, it, I what do you know? Like, do you know the purpose behind all that? Because you would think with a bunch of players coming up on championship sh- salaries, they would want to keep that and groom that, and then that way those players can then get Premier League salaries. Yeah, like definitely. And I, I think it's a big snub to your, your team that brought you up. Um, I think a lot of there's two ways of kind of doing the whole. Uh, when a team gets promoted, well, I guess there's three ways, but two ways. You kind of they, they they go for broke, and they'll drop like you know eighty million on players just in that desperation to try and like we're gonna stay in the Premier League if we spend money, and then you have got the other lot that kind of like no, we ain't spending a fucking thing. We'll bring in a couple of players because if we got dropped back down, we're not gonna be paying a hundred grand a week. Um, well, you know what I, they say. You know what they say. Scared money don't make money. Yeah. So I think if you, well, as you just said, if you can like tread the line, um, or they, if they could have just bought in three or four players, you know, just that smattering of a bit of extra quality. And I mean, the, the, the thing about people forget, everyone talks about like attackers and uh, this striker and that attacking midfielder. If you're difficult to beat, you've got half the season one. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're difficult to beat technically, and this is like absolute numbers game, you could win every game with 38 goals if you're difficult to beat. And this is the thing where like people come up to the Premier League and most of the time, like it's the money goes in on an attack. Uh, we need a better quality 
centre forward. We need a better quality attacking midfielder. You're not wrong. And it's like did Mourinho, Klopp, uh, Pep start at the back. You know, if you're difficult to mm-hmm. beat, you've got half the game won. Well, and you can say that across literally any sport. Defense. Yeah. Defense wins championships. Yeah. Because just like you said, you ha- you, you you have to be beaten. If you can't yeah. beat me, I can score a goal a game, only yeah. get 38 goals, and win. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not a case of parking the bus. It's just a case of just being difficult to beat. I mean, to be fair, I mean, Burnley never played what I would say attractive, beautiful football. But they stayed in the Premier League on the basis of being difficult to fucking beat and being big. <laughs> big men. And They're like West Ham Junior. And yeah, and they may have parked the bus at times, but they they made it a trademark. They, they, look at how long they were actually in the Premier League. But again, I'm not an advocate of parking the bus and just just be difficult to beat. There's nothing, literally nothing more like demoralizing to me than watching a team park the bus because it's oh, just like God. you have literally just ruined the game for not just everybody yeah. sitting in that stadium, but the fucking millions of people. Like this is now a boring game. Gotcha. Well, you look like that Man City, the, the Atletico game. In my opinion, and I'm, I'm I'm definitely not alone in this. Simeone completely wrecked and fucked his whole reputation on that one game. I, um, I mean, <laughs> Mourinho was famous for playing like the whole anti-football, but I mean, Jesus Christ, that game. So yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It. I'm so glad that football has moved away from that. Yeah. So let's talk about our last little thing, and we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Arsenal. Arsenal Arsenal and Crystal Palace, they started off the year for us. That was that was not the match I expected no. at all. I mean, we 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 tooted a, we tooted Arsenal's horn a little bit earlier, but with that being said, bringing that back, back into this conversation, like Palace, Palace really showed up. Like they I, I'm sorry, like Palace is one of those teams where you don't know what you're gonna get. On yeah. any given Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but they seemed not to be that team like they have in the last couple of years. Like they actually seemed like they were fighting for something. Like they yeah. they have a fucking presence, and this is this is their new attitude this year. And I actually I loved it. Yes, they didn't score. Oh wait, yeah, they, they didn't score nothing. No. That was nil. Um, but defensively, like they they held their ground for quite a while. I mean, the those Arsenal goals they got, there was two. Those were on just luck, in my opinion. There was no skill, there was no build-up, there was no no play set up, no nothing that got them those goals. It was just sheer luck of them being in the box and a person being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, um, I would definitely say with Palace for a lot of years on the Hodgson, you you Although you, you couldn't quite predict the result, you could definitely predict the way that they were played. Hodgson always kind of like had that same way about him with his teams. Mm-hmm. They look at they do look a completely different team under Vieira. Oh yeah. Um, and I would say of of the current crop of what I'm gonna call like, I don't know, legendary players, Steven Gerrard, Lampard, Rooney, and all that. Uh-huh. Um, I think he is the one that is actually tactically aware. He's actually a manager, manager. Yeah. 
but they they did look good. I, I, I think there's a lot for us uh, Palace fans to be excited about. I do think that they they're still going to miss a little bit uh, Gallagher, but the players that they brought in, they did look good. And as you said with Arsenal, see did that Arsenal game? It was it was a it was an odd game because there were times Arsenal looked fucking beautiful. That's true. They were absolute. It was like watching Arsenal from 10, 12 years ago. But it wasn't them moments that got them them goals. So I don't know kind of what you want to take away from that. But, I mean, as an if I was an Arsenal fan, and I was just saying to um, a couple of my mates, we was downtown, and you're starting to see Arsenal shirts popping back up. Like, those, <laughs> they, were, they were very quiet for a lot of years. And all yeah. of a sudden, like, you're seeing, like, Arsenal shirts popping back up. So when you start seeing that, it's kind of like, you know, the, the crab's coming out of under the shelf for springtime. Um, <laughs> but they've, they've got a, a, if I was a, a If I was a Gunners fan, I'd, there's a lot to be excited about this season. And I Bro. mean, I know that I've moaned about Arsenal before, but they do, they do deserve it. You know, they've had a lot of years of Europa and being the laughing stock pretty much of even like Tottenham laughing at them, you know. Mm-hmm. So they've they've Dude, that put TikTok. in their time. They put in their Europa time. <laughs> that TikTok that you put up was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug it real quick. If you have not subscribed to our TikTok yet, please do. The content is pudo, and it's free at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> have a little laugh while you're taking a dump. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Arsenal, there's a lot, to, like you said, there's a lot to be excited about for the Gunners this year. It's it's going to be an interesting season. It's going to be just with the top six, which is what we'll be focusing on this season. It's going to be a shakeup, an absolute shakeup. I mean, we kind of already, like we've said before, we kind of already have a fair understanding of who the one and two are going to be. But yeah, Arsenal... You're absolutely right. It's going to be a interesting season for them. I think it's going to be an interesting season just for the top six alone, which, again, that's what we'll be focusing on this season here at Three Points in a Pie. With only two of us, that's a lot of lead to cover. So we're just going to, fo- <laughs> we're just going to focus on the big six mm. and some Champions League. Plus, we got World Cup. Plus, we got FA Cup. If you yeah, are a they, Bournemouth just, fan or that and you want to come on the show and talk about your club, you can kind of save us the work of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're more than welcome on here. But yeah, it's they're, them bringing in Gabby Jesus is the best move they could have done. I mean, he's he showed himself already. He's fit into it like a glove. I mean, between him, Martinelli, Odegaard, who am I missing? It's Martinelli, that's a really Saka, that, yeah. that's a really good. Yeah, Saka, like that's a really good front Definitely. portion of the of a, of a squad to have. I want to see them run away with a couple, like yeah, four, five, maybe six goals. Yeah, just have a day on somebody low, just to see what they're really about. I guess and that's kind of a weird way to like think about you know what someone's really about. But I feel like, oh, when do they play Man United? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bring those Brighton vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 
going to be a very good year this year. This weekend has already shown, if that's any indication of, I should say, if that's any indication of what the season's going to be, it's going to be an epic one. Definitely. So kind of round this out, guys. We are doing things a little bit different this year. We are going to be going to two episodes a week. This is the first of two. We're going to be doing a weekend wrap-up uh, that will be coming to you uh, Mondays. And then Thursdays, we will be coming to you with our predictions uh, and some intermittent news uh, that goes on between the week just to kind of split everything up. So we'll be, we're, we're hoping that you will be staying on to listen with us for that. Other than that, like I already plugged once, if you haven't already, follow our TikTok, follow our Instagram, follow our Twitter, and that's at three, as in the number three points in a pie podcast. You can find that across all of those platforms, and you can also find us on Apple, Google, and Spotify to listen to us. Tell your mama, tell your dad, tell them to tell their friends, and their friends to tell their friends, and then so on and so forth. And until then, we'll see you Thursday. Have a bright day. <laughs> <laughs>